Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I am so excited for this week's episode. Happy February, happy Black History Month, doing it for the culture out here in these streets. So I am so excited because this month we are going to be diving into relationships in all aspects um, as we find them in the Bible because as we know, February, the world celebrates Valentine's Day and this can become a really hard season for people. And I think it's just appropriate for us to discuss relationships this month. And so with that, we are going to be talking about the season of singleness today. And when I was praying about this, I just had to really seek God on like what he would have me to talk about. And he kind of gave me a word. Well, he did give me a word. He didn't kind of give me a word. He gave me a word and I just thought it was so appropriate um, just for this month. And so I'm going to share it with you guys. So, um, and he says, there are so many of my daughters discontent in this season. They are only, they are walking outside of my will and my protection. I am their father and I know the things and plans that I have for them. Your discontentment and disobedience will leave you with a counterfeit and unequally yoked. Repent for coveting something that isn't yours. Stop lusting after married men. That is not me, but the spirit of Jezebel. Repent and turn from the ways of this world. Woo <laughs> So I just, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just came for an episode. You gave me an entire, an entire word. That's fine. Um, no, but seriously, it is so important that we seek God in every se- in every season of our life. Um, and I love the Bible because it always gives us representations and things um, and people that we should follow. And 
God led me to the book of Ruth, which I know the story of Ruth, but I've never really studied it in the way that I did um, for the show and just really, you know, found some really great things. And God really just kind of gave me a lot of revelation about the season of singleness. Um, and it's actually some things that I wish I would have applied in my own life because I feel like I would have been better prepared to be married. Um, because marriage takes preparation. Okay, it's a job. <laughs> uh, and I also, you know, really agree that it hit home for me when, um, you know, God said, shared with me that it is not, you know, it is a sin for us to be repenting things that other people have to covet something that other people have um, and to stop lusting after married men or men in relationships because that's not God. God is a God of order and he would never like if that man is married, sis, he is not the man that God has for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is not okay. That's not how he works. That is out of order. You that's the wrong God. And I don't know who you serve him, but that's not that's not Jesus, okay? So we are gonna dive in to our study about the season of singleness and um just some of the qualities that I found when I was reading about Ruth. Um so if you don't know the story of Ruth, Ruth was married. Um it was Ruth, Ophrah not Oprah, Ophrah, um, and Naomi. And Naomi was their mother-in-law. Um, Naomi's husband had passed away, and then years later, her sons passed away, and now all three of them are widows. And um, Naomi was gonna go back home to her land. Um, Ruth was a, Mo a Moabite, and so she was not, she was a foreigner. So her sons married foreigners. And so Ophrah um, ended up leaving and going back to her family, but Naomi, had kind of like laid down and said, no, I'm staying with you. Like we're in this, I'm gonna serve, you know, your God. And I, you know, I made a covenant and here we are. I'm, I'm riding and dying, okay? All right. So um, they go back to uh, Naomi's homeland and they are, you know, widows. And back in that time, widows are, you know, uh, perceived as being less fortunate Poor, and so the community really had to step in and help take care of them. And it is through this time where um, Ruth, you really see a lot of qualities about her throughout this story. And she finds her man in Bethlehem, okay? So uh, we are going to just kind of hop in and then we will go from there. So in that, in that little blurb about Ruth, some of the qualities that I observed or that I that stuck out to me during the story was that she laid down her past life and her beliefs and she made an oath to serve the God that Naomi was serving, which is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but Jesus hadn't been born yet, but our God, right? Um, when she was found doing her work, so she's out in the fields, she's gathering barley, and Boaz sees her, so Boaz is the man who ends up being her redeemer and marrying her and taking care of her, and then she lives her best life after that. Um, but when she was found, when Boaz came to know of her, she was doing the work that she had been assigned to by God. So she wasn't out here thirst trapping on Instagram. <laughs> right? She wasn't on a dating site. She wasn't out here standing in the streets trying to find a husband. She wasn't looking for a man. She was found doing what she was assigned to by God and caring for her mother-in-law, Naomi, right? Um, she, Ruth is loyal. She was servant. 
she was faithful and she was obedient and so we're going to talk about all of those um and it just it showed me that being in position provided ruth um with a number of different things and so we are going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about how being in position and having the right posture got ruth ready for her blessing It's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, and we are back. So we are going to discuss six um, things that being in position provided Ruth for. So six things that Ruth being in her season of singleness was provided with based on her being in the right position. And so we're going to start by reading Ruth chapter two. And um, that way we kind of have some background on what's going on. So it says now I'm reading from the New Living Translation, FYI. So now there was a wealthy and influential man in Bethlehem named Boaz who was a relative of Naomi's husband. One day, Ruth, a Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go out into the harvest fields and pick up stalks of grain left behind by anyone who is kind enough to let me do it. Naomi replied, all right, my daughter, go ahead. So Ruth went to gather grain behind the harvesters. As this happened, she found herself working in a field that belonged to Boaz, the relative of her father-in-law. While she was there, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you, he said. The Lord bless you, the harvesters replied. Then Boaz asked his foreman, who is the young woman over there? Who does she belong to? And the foreman replied, she is the young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather grain behind the harvesters. She has been hard at work ever since, except for a few minutes rest in the shelter. Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are harvesting, then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water that they have drawn from the well. Ruth fell to, to his feet and thanked him warmly. What have I done to deserve such kindness, she asked. I am only a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied. But I I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. 
I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God from Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. I hope to continue to please you, sir, she replied. You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I am not one of your workers. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some of the food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all that she wanted and still had some left over. When Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her and pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. So Ruth gathered barley there all day and when she beat out the grain that evening, she had an entire basket full. She carried it back into town and showed her mother-in-law and gave her the roasted grain that was left over from her meal. Where did you gather all of this grain today? Where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man whose field she had worked in. The man I worked with today is named Boaz. May the Lord bless him, Naomi told her daughter-in-law. He, he is showing you his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. That man is one of our closest relatives and one of our family redeemers. Then Ruth said, what's more, Boaz even told me to come back and to stay in his harvesters until the entire harvest was completed. Wow. So in her season of singleness, so she just went trying to go take care of herself and her mother-in-law. She was minding her own business. She wasn't looking for a man. She wasn't um, out here trying to thirst trap. She wasn't out here um, just standing in God's way. She did the last thing that she felt like God had told her to do, which was to be faithful and to help take care of her mother-in-law. And through that, she was provided with these six things, right? So her heart was pure and in the right position. And she also was provided, um, she was in the right position doing what God told her to do. So she had the right heart posture and she was in position. And so through these things, she gained six things that are very critical. She gained recognition, right? She didn't have to try to be seen, Boaz saw her. So when he asked her, who does she belong to? That was his way of noticing the fact that she was a married, like, like she was available for marriage and so he was interested so in Ruth 2 5 he's he asked the question who does she belong to and she's just being in position serving God and it led her to be recognized by Boaz let that let that hit in your spirit she wasn't doing nothing extra she was like I'm just over here minding my business getting some food um it gave her favor Right. So she was allowed to gather leftovers um, right behind the farm workers. And it was custom in that time for gleaners to get permission to gather leftovers. And they would do so after the farm workers had done everything they wanted to. And then Boaz also provided her with um, provision. Right. He was like, give her way more. Drop stuff on purpose and don't give her a hard time. Tell them to drop some on purpose for her. So that provision, she gathered much more grain than she would have had she um, not had that level of provision over her life when she was found in the fields. Um, she was also provided with protection in Ruth 2.9. Um, 
Boaz tells her, I've warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And so there was a level of protection because a lot of times, again, it was out of the custom for her to be there while the harvesters were there. And so he said, they're not going to give you a hard time. Come back. Okay. You can have whatever you like. I got you. It's nothing. Okay. Um, he also provided her access. So he told her to come back for the entire harvest. So it's not even just this one time that I'm going to bless you, but now you have access access to come back for the rest of the season so that way you and your mother-in-law have the things that you need and then we hear Naomi talk about he's our family redeemer and so this is a phrase um, that is very specific and it means that um, it talks about how family redeemers have like three responsibilities in Israel and so in Leviticus um, 25, 23 through 34, it stipulates that if an Israelite became so poor that he had to sell his land, a family member was to pay off the debt so that the land would remain in the family. If no relative could purchase the land and the seller was any, unable to buy it back, and the land was still um, and the land was still reverted to the seller or their heirs in the um, jubilee year. Two examples of family redeemers buying land and their relatives are Boaz and Jeremiah. So basically, if you know there were a death in the family, the redeemer would come in and basically pay off the debts and then take on the responsibility of um, the women and the land. And so she gained redemption. So. Newsflash, she ends up marrying Boaz at the end of the story. Spoiler alert. Um, but God restored everything to Ruth and to Naomi that they thought that they had lost with the deaths of both of their husbands, right? And their lifestyle that they had lost. Um, but they were both very faithful. And so it was critical that Ruth was in position for what um, God had told her to do. If you continue reading, um, when they get ready to... Uh, when they get to the point where, you know, she's been doing all of this harvesting with them and Naomi gives her a word and Ruth is obedient. So in Ruth 3, um, she says, one. it says, one day Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, it is time that I found you a permanent home so that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours and he's been very kind letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight he will be winnowing barley at the threshold floor. Now do as I tell you. Take a bath, put on perfume, and dress yourself in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor, but do not let Boaz see you until he is finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down, and then go uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. I will do everything you say, said Ruth. And so she went and did what she was told. And so her obedience, and through that obedience, she ends up having a conversation with Boaz, talks, has a conversation about how you're our family's redeemer, and he comes up with a plan to make sure that he does these things in correct order. There was a relative in between Naomi's husband and Boaz who would have been first in line to um, be the redeemer and be able to marry Ruth and all of that. And in Ruth chapter four, he goes to him, has a conversation with him, um, and he does it in front of witnesses. So that way, if you know when he marries Ruth, he, the legal aspect of it has been taken care of. So again, let's just talk about these people going after married men. No, ma'am. If he is married and he says that he is separated, let me tell you, sis. If he wants to marry you, he's gonna take care of 
all the legal aspects. It's going to be done. Okay? It's going to be done. <laughs> Not years later, Boaz, the next day, got up, went to the city gate, found the, the unnamed a relative had a conversation with him and said, hey, you could be this family's redeemer. Um, and at first, the buddy was with it until he found out that he would also have to take on and marry Naomi. And he wanted to protect his name. And he felt like it wasn't a great investment. He didn't really want to do that. And so he gave up his rights. So the legality of it, Boaz took care of. So Boaz was about that life. He was like, you know what? I love her. I'm going to marry her. Okay, great. And he took care of what he needed to. And I've had a couple of people that I've counseled that are like, yeah, like they're separated. And I'm like, but sis, he's still married. <laughs> like, no. Like, he, you know, one girl's crying. What's our anniversary? You don't have an anniversary with him, sis, because he's married. <laughs> okay? So if you are... The, the legalities would be taken care of. He's going to do what he needs to do. So please don't sell yourself short, sis, because, nah, that's not the Lord. Okay? So we're going to take another quick break, pay some bills, and then we will be right back with how you can apply the Ruth principles and make sure that you are in your right position and your heart posture is right. Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. All right, y'all. So that was a lot. I know you're like, what is it? What am I supposed to do with this information? I'm about to give it to you. So let's talk about some of the principles that you can apply and some of the lessons that we learned with the the studying of Ruth and her single season. So Ruth's principles started like this. She submitted her life to Christ, right? So, or to God, because Christ hadn't been born yet, but she submitted her life to God. She said, I'm not gonna go back and, you know, to my land and worship their gods. I'm gonna follow you, Naomi, and worship your gods. And so it's really important that in your season of singleness, you take the opportunity to submit your life to Christ because the things that you deal with, whether it be um, sexual immorality and you're out here having, having sex, just stop. That is not, no. Like you wanna walk pure, you wanna get to know Christ, you wanna build your relationship with him. Um, she was serving. So what has God told you to do? What is the call and the purpose on your life in this season? It's not for you to find a man only, right? Like, like it's not for you to find a man. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So stop, get you out of order. Just stop it. Um, you want to be able to find out what God has called you to and then serve in that area. 
because her being recognized, she was found serving, right? Working, gathering, doing what God had called her to do. Um, obedient, right? So when Naomi told her what to go do so she could get wiped up, she did it. She didn't ask no questions. She wasn't like, oh, that don't make sense. Oh, I ain't about to lay at his feet. What do you think this is? No, she was like, okay, I'm gonna do exactly what you said, <laughs> right? So you want to make sure that you're being obedient. And then you wanna prepare for the position. Being married is work. It is beautiful, but it is work, child. Take it from me. I've been in the game eight years. Like, it is work. So you wanna make sure that you prepare for the position because I did not. And now I had to, I had to do some OJT, some on-the-job training, and it was rough. So, <laughs> prepare for the position you want to be married prepare for the position and this is just a side note that it is okay for you not to want to be married like being married does not make you more or less of a woman being married just means that you married okay Paul was a great leader and in, in the church and was just out here living his best life single and he says in 1st Corinthians 7 that if like it's fine for you not to be married it actually is better because you don't have to take other things into consideration so submit your life to Christ build your relationship with him how are you gonna have a relationship with one of his sons and you don't have a relationship with him you out here wilding in the world and you want him to send you his best you're not about to jack his kids up you're not about to jack up his son sis pull your life together he ain't gonna, he don't even work like that he ain't doing that um, make sure that you are serving and whatever God has told you to do. There is something attached to your season of singlehood and I'll explain that in a second. Make sure that you're being obedient and then start preparing for your position. Study the what the Bible says about marriage and the qualities of a wife. St study Proverbs 31, study Ephesians, okay? It's in there, That's these are my study tool tips. Um, take a class, if your church offers a class about you know marriage, um, you know, take the class, even if you're single, just go and that way you can kind of see and understand some of the things that you may face being a married woman. It is so different. <laughs> you have so many things to think about. So your relationship with God comes first, right? Your singleness is not a disease, but it is an opportunity for you to build a relationship with God and to serve without the considerations of the, like those who are married. So Paul tells us it is best to remain unmarried in 1 Corinthians 7 if you can remain sexually um, like without sexual immorality. And he's like, if you can't, get married, pull your life together. <laughs> no, but, and I really like this really hit me because when I am doing things, I always have to consider my husband. And, and that's fine. That's, you know, I honor him. And so that's what I do. But it's different if it would be different if, if I were single, right? So he will say, hey, girl, you've been working for three hours. And me, I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get this done. Da, 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 da. No, but I have to take that into consideration. And because that's my husband, I say, okay, babe, let me find a stopping point. I'm gonna wrap it up right but when you're single you can do as unto the lord <laughs> like if god say hey stay up with me all night and study your word you can stay up all night and study your word and you don't have to consider your husband and kids because you're single and you don't have to deal with the considerations of other people you are able to just deal and do whatever god has called you to and you can eat whatever you want and have all your food left in the fridge when you come home and it won't be eaten by a mysterious monster and it's just you and your husband. <laughs> so 
you want to make sure that you are taking this as an opportunity and not seeing it as a hindrance. Um, I want y'all to stop looking, okay? Like, it's not your job to be looking for a man. Girl, I'm looking for a man. Stop. That's why everyone that you find is trash because it's not the way it's supposed to work. In Proverbs 18, 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So your job is to have the heart posture and to be in position. So in the meantime, study your word, serve, study, man. I'm telling you, there's so much stuff that I did not know about marriage because a lot of us come from households where you get a false representation of what marriage is or what marriage looks like. Find out for yourself. Study the word for yourself. Find out what God says about the thing that he created. Huh? If your phone broke, if you got an Apple, you take it to Apple. If you got a Samsung, you take it to Samsung. What makes you think that you can get married without talking to the person who created it? No. Study the word of God in your season of singleness. And what's so empowering to me about this is that through my reading, I studied that and I found that Ruth's obedience in her single season played a role in my redemption, right? And what's so dope is that Ruth is in the direct family line of Jesus, right? Had she been out here like, oh, I'm gonna go find me a man and marry somebody else, she would not be in that family line. And it is so, so powerful to me. And so I'm gonna leave you with the question of who is attached to your season of singleness? that you don't even know about yet. That you are supposed to be in a position where you can bless them in this season and you too married, be, too mad being married, mad because you want to be married so bad that you're missing out and people who are depending on you, whose souls are depending on you, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Who is attached to your season of singleness? Okay? So go out here, be great. You know I love y'all. We're going to say a quick prayer and we are going to be out here. So, Father God, I just thank you for my sisters. I thank you for this word that went forth, Father God. I thank you that you will continue to do a work on all of our hearts, Lord. I thank you and I just want to say that I am so honored to be able to come out and just speak your word. And I pray that the seed was sown on solid ground, Lord. I pray for my sisters if they struggle with discontentment, Lord. I ask that you just send your spirit and show them your love, Father God. I thank you for just continuing to grace me to be in a position to live the life of a married woman, God, and that my season of singleness, while it was short, <laughs> played a role into the lives that were attached to me, God. And I just... I thank you for the wisdom that went forth today. I pray a hedge of protection over everyone as they go out into the world today, Lord. And we just thank you for your, your grace and your love and your mercy. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So I will see y'all next week. Holla. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.